0: And that's the reason we have public education, is to make good citizens, to help people learn how to get along in society, have a respect for America. And that, to me, is the argument. In arguing over vouchers, I'm pro-school choice, unequivocally. I believe that we, there are school districts like Huntsville who need more choice, in Madisonville last night, they have a great school. They don't have private schools. They don't need school choice. So one size fits all government is is not re- republican. It's not conservative. I believe that the local school districts need to be independent school districts again.
1: Howdy, you're listening to the Think Brasses Podcast. We host conversations with locals, politicians, and policy experts to help families thrive in Brasses County, Texas. So when you're thinking about how to make your community better, just remember, think local, think Brazos.
2: All right, so this is the Think Brazos podcast. Uh, We are joined today by a candidate for Texas House District 12, Ben Bias. Uh, Mr. Bias, thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
0: It's my pleasure.
2: So we wanted to get a little bit of background on who you are. Um, could you give give us maybe two minutes at the most, uh, your background, and then also uh, why it is that you're running and anything else you want to say?
0: Okay, in two minutes. Uh, my name is Ben Bias. I'm a 1979 graduate of Sam Houston State University. Um, shortly after college, I uh, started a real estate investment brokerage business. And I started out selling farms and ranches all over uh, the Brazos Valley and here in my hometown of Huntsville, Texas. Uh, My wife is Kim Bias. She owns Kim's Home and Garden Center. She's got a really nice business here and a lot of people in the Brazos Valley and Huntsville know her. And uh, I've got Uh, Three sons, uh, two of One of them is deceased, uh, and one of them has five children, five grandchildren, five boys. They're really great little fellas. And then uh, I have a son named Cole who just got engaged to be married. He lives in Austin. Yeah, he's a computer engineer over there and doing quite well. My son Daniel works with me here in the company and uh, is... uh, Well, he told me one of these days, I'm going to take your chair from me. And I said, well, you know, you can have it now. Just send me a check. But (laughs) he said, it'll take me a while to learn. And so he's learning and doing quite well. We're very happy. Um, Now, why did I get into this race? Um, You know, I ran in this race uh, two years ago against an incumbent who's no longer running. So it's an open seat. And the race is five counties uh, and a half a county. We'll call Brazos a half a county because it's the rural areas of Brazos County. Uh, And it goes into Bryan uh, a little bit, but this is a pretty rural district. It goes from Huntsville to Brenham uh, to Robertson County and to Madisonville and, of course, includes Grimes. Uh, It's. It's a beautiful district, and I've known it for years, and I will dare say that there's no one who knows this district better than I do. And I think that's an important thing. And so, you know, having run before and very nearly winning, um, I can tell you I was extraordinarily frustrated with the impeachment of Kim Paxton. I thought that that was a travesty, whether you like Ken Paxton or not. We've got to stop these people who want to impeach, impeach, indict, indict, and overturn elections. That's a danger to our way of life and our government. And I was disgusted with it. And then, not no disrespect to Governor Abbott at all, but I believe calling four special sessions after this toxic environment in Austin was set up was a mistake, and to discuss public schools and something so important during those special sessions, I believe was an error. So I was put out, to say the least. I wanted no part of politics. Um, but then Sid Miller called me. I'm in the middle of building a Texas roadhouse here in okay. Huntsville. I'm in the construction development investment business. So here I'm standing over here with my uh, traco operator. Phone rings, Sid Miller. Hey, boss, have you filed yet? I'm going, what are you talking about, Sid? He said, Cassell is not running again. And I'm going, oh. (laughs) Sid, can I call you back? I'm kind of busy. He says, no, what I want you to do is go home and talk to your wife and y'all pray about this and get back to me. And about 15 minutes later, John Harvey Slocum called, and I'm going, golly, the political world is alive today. And so Kim and I went and uh, talked about it. And, you know, there's a a friend of mine from Huntsville had already announced he was going to run. And, uh, you know, he was school board president and Huntsville has failing school district and people are fleeing Susanna Biss, Susanna Biss, or one other. I'm sorry. That's my, uh, that's my aging stepmother and I'll have to get that in a minute. So I'm helping take care of her while we're doing this. So, Uh uh, and so, boy I was on a roll there. Uh, but You're the done. bottom line is, I, I, I didn't believe that Mr. Wharton's record with this failing school district was going to sustain and was not conservative enough, uh, you know, his uh, using taxpayer funded lobbying with Texas Association of School Board. You know, this huge bond issue where they built a football stadium and they underpay teachers in Huntsville. The more I studied it, the more I'm going, this is just not what we need in this district. And uh, so anyway, I prayed and talked with my wife about it. And she said, well, Ben, in these trying times, we need people who fight, stand up and don't back down. She said, Donald Trump doesn't quit. Donald Trump doesn't back down and neither do you. So if you feel like it's your duty, let's go do it. And so it's my duty to serve because I believe I'm the most qualified, capable. My business record is impeccable and successful. My bona fides as a conservative businessman are unquestionable. And there's no one knows this district better than Ben Bias. So I'm doing my duty. Um you know, I'm not looking for a job or a pension or a paycheck. Uh, I'm a patriot. And so that's why I'm in this race.
2: Got it. Okay. Well, let's get into some of the issues and and where you stand. You alluded to a little bit the school issue, uh, the four sessions and the voucher, you know, for us uh, being associated with Habitat for Humanity, we uh, very much focus on housing when we're talking about this stuff. Um, But I know that Housing and schools really go together because depending on how good the school is, often is where the people want to move to, not to mention a lot of other issues, both in rural and urban areas uh, that impact it. So I want to talk about that for a minute. Um, Where you've said that that you were unhappy a little bit with uh, the governor, maybe for calling all those sessions at that time, but generally, philosophically. Where do you stand on school choice and where do you stand on it for this district and what it needs?
0: Well, first of all, I wasn't unhappy with the governor. I just thought it wasn't the wisest political decision. I see. Uh, So, yeah, where do I stand? Great question. Uh, Besides taking back our border, my campaign is let's take back Texas. And there are two things we need to take back. One is our border without question. The second is we need to take back our schools. We need to take back our classrooms. When we agreed to mandatory and compulsive education a hundred or more years ago, we had independent school districts and we believed that the schools were independent and controlled by the family, the parents, the teacher and an administrator. And it was all about having good teachers. When I say let's take back our schools, I mean let's take back our classrooms. And I believe in the next legislative session, I can restore operational control. That means absolute authority like an airline pilot or a a ship's captain over the lives of those passengers, which we'll call the children. And that when we restore operational control and make sure that that teacher is powerful, and the administration backs them up, then we'll have children who come there and see this authority. And a lot of children haven't ever been raised with any respect for authority or any um, background. You know, I was fortunate. You were fortunate to have a good, loving family. Not everybody has that. Not every child has that. So it's our Mm -hmm. duty, and that's the reason we have public education is to make good citizens, to help people learn how to get along in society, have a respect for America. And that to me is the argument. In arguing over vouchers, I'm pro school choice, unequivocally. I believe that we there are school districts like Huntsville who need more choice. In Madisonville last night, they have a great school. They don't have private schools. They don't need school choice. So one size fits all government is is not Republican. It's not conservative. I believe that the local school districts need to be independent school districts. Again, that means stopping the unfunded mandates imposed by the Department of Education in Washington and the Texas uh, Association of not school boards, the Texas Education Agency. I'm getting my T's mixed up here. So anyway, fighting unfunded mandates, joining with the administration to figure out what things we need to make go away and restoring control of the classroom to the teacher. I believe Ben Bias will be a powerful advocate for these things.
2: Got it. And then um, moving more generally towards um, this amazing flow of people into Texas. Um, You've seen it, I've seen it. I looked up the stats again recently, and it's still, last year, if I'm getting this right, there were, on average, about a 1,000 people moving to Texas every day. That may have slowed down a little bit in the last few months, but regardless, a lot of people coming into Texas, um, it's kind of a hot-button topic for those that are already here. Um, There are impacts on, we mentioned schools, impacts on um, housing that, that I see a lot in my profession impacts on a number of services and areas of the economy, as well as a lot of good um, that is coming out of that growth as well. But where do you stand on, if elected, the state government? What is its role, if any, in uh, alleviating or otherwise helping with some of these um, impacts that um, that hit Texans uh, that are already here? Uh, an example would be just uh, having a lot of people coming from California, especially, who come in after cashing out in their house that is incredibly valuable, let's say half a million a million dollars maybe, uh, and they have a lot of money to spend here, and it shoots up house prices. Is there a role um, Texas legislature would play, if any, in your mind?
0: Okay, well, I, you're not talking about the three hundred thousand illegal immigrants that crossed our border I'm in not, December.
2: I'm talking okay. about the the point. moving around, moving around from places like California to Texas, and the economic impact, both good and bad. It was a poorly worded question, probably, but yeah.
0: Okay, well, let's examine the root cause of these people coming to Texas. Uh, if I lived somewhere else, I'd come here as quick as I could get here. Sure. Uh, and if they can survive in August, they can become Texans. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty hot in Texas. And, uh, you know, in a free country, I don't believe that we ought to restrict people's rights of association, freedom of movement, freedom of choice of where they want to live. Sure. Uh, and housing and the American dream is something that I fought for my entire adult life. Um, I'm a home builder. We build homes and we build properties. And Texas is a prosperous state. Uh, and Sam Houston, once upon a time, said he, he believed it would grow until t- to and hold 10 million people. Well, we've gone well past that. Right. Um, I don't know. I believe what we need to do in the legislature and make sure that we have really good standards that the developments that occur, follow the proper procedures. I'm a, you know, mm-hmm. I'm building neighborhoods and I am subject to um, rigorous standards sure. of performance and approvals and inspections. And sometimes I think they're excessive. As a matter of fact, I can point out where they're excessive and unfair. But I can also understand that we want quality. And I believe that's another characteristic that I can bring to the table in the Texas House. I know the rules. I know the economics. I've fought for the people who want to buy homes. And I know how to get things done and make it better, not worse. The problem in the legislature is there's often the rule of unintended consequences. What sounds like a great idea turns out to be a disaster. And, of course, you see it in California. The cost of a house in California is outrageous. And I was told, might have been yesterday or the day before, 47% of the cost of a house in California is due to excessive regulation. It was 87 permits required to build a house in California. People... I mean, and, and the people coming across our border to the south are fleeing those countries because of corrupt governments, uh, cartels and communists. Mm-hmm. And I believe Texas is right now seeing uh, an important thing. Texas is the last great hope. And if Texas fails, so goes the nation. But today we're standing up and we're doing those things that it takes to be a leader Twenty four or five governors have joined with our governor to send a message that these these are states and they're not to be trampled upon. Mm. And so that's a long winded answer to your question. But uh, I think I think we're seeing a beginning of the end of. This travesty. Mm. So,
2: Um, kind of uh, following along that line of, of question, um, since this is a rural, largely rural district that you're hoping to represent, uh, what are you hearing from your um, potential future constituents in terms of farmland? Are you are you hearing one of the the big things um, related to what I mentioned earlier with a lot of people from california and elsewhere moving in is things like sprawl into the rural areas are you concerned in any way about um the farmers the ranchers you know those that that may be um that maybe there's not going to be the farmland in in this rural district and it won't be a rural district anymore are you hearing that
0: well yes yes i am i hear a lot about that as i mentioned sid miller the Texas commissioner of agriculture is a good friend of mine. We've been friends for over two decades now. And uh, he and I talk about it constantly and um, protecting the farmers and ranchers uh, from these Green New Deal ideas that come out of Washington and subsidizing, uh, heavily subsidizing um, solar farms, for example, Hmm are consuming tens of thousands of acres of land, and they will not make economic sense. And eventually the subsidies will run out and they'll fail and we'll have to clean them up. Somebody will. And that's one issue that we hear a whole lot about. The second issue is foreign national governments and communists buying farmland and we need to make sure that these enemies of America don't acquire our means of food and fiber production.
2: And are we? So I will. Be, in your opinion, in your opinion, are we seeing that in this district? Have you heard of that at all? Because uh, I've heard of it in other places around the state, but
0: well, I don't have a specific example to give you, but mm-hmm. it's here. Okay. Um, my company, we've we've never really had that. Problem because we sell to Texans and Americans, uh, okay. but I do know it's occurring. Uh, I did hear about uh, something of that up in Houston County, which is a uh, two counties away. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. occurring, uh, and it needs to be tightly regulated, if not totally banned, uh, mm-hmm. and the. What you asked about earlier, urban encroachment is occurring on the south perimeters of this district at a very big rate. 1,000-acre right. subdivisions in South Grimes County. Southern yeah. Grimes County has become the Woodlands West, and it will continue. Uh, the growth of Houston and the growth of Texas has been constant for a long, long time and will remain so. And I think okay. as a state representative and a leader on private property rights and development in the Texas legislature, I feel certain that I can be a major contributor to providing protections, proper regulation and organized growth. Uh, so
2: okay.
0: I look forward to that. It's going to be fun. Yeah.
2: So um... Beyond that, what topics have we missed in the next couple of minutes uh, that you'd like to go into about your campaign or or anything? What have we missed?
0: Well, I think, you know, the guys I'm running against are really nice guys and they got great families. And and, uh, actually, I enjoy campaigning with them, uh, getting to know them. Uh, So my thought is, is that, people who put their name and their reputation and standing in the community on the line to serve and enter this job interview of sorts that we're in. We need to pray for the families of everybody on the ballot up and down the ballot. And we need to make sure that, uh, we raise up good people to join this fight for the time. And these battles have been going on since time and we're, not actually in a political war, we're in a war against principalities and powers. And I firmly believe that uh, God loves Texas. I believe he loves the United States. And I'm very optimistic that we're gonna win. It's not gonna be easy, but the fight will never end. And so each of us is offering to do our duty for a time. And uh, I believe that we're gonna win. And we're going to take back Texas.
2: Well, uh, Mr. Bias, it's been good talking to you today. Is there anything um, or any way that people watching, listening, uh, could get in touch with you if they like what they've heard uh, or otherwise need to get in touch with you? How would they do that?
0: Okay, right here at the bottom.
2: Yes, there's my
0: phone number and Mm -hmm. cell phone number and email address. Uh, We published our uh, phone numbers so people could easily get in touch with us. And uh, right now, we're going uh, to every door in the district, and we're going to share this card with them. And uh, I'm going to be out in the field listening to people. But if they want to call us, please call us on this number, 936-265-9500. Or they can go to www.benbiasfortexas.com or our sale number for the campaign is 936-439-3865. And uh, we really want to hear people. After all, I'm running to be a representative and that means I'm a servant and I have to put their interests above my own. And if I don't hear from you, I can't help you. So let me know. I look forward to hearing from you.
2: Well, thank you so much for coming on the Think Brazos podcast today. Um, Again, this has been Ben Bias running for Texas House District 12 of the Texas Legislature. Thank you.
1: Okay, thank you, Charles. The Think Brazos podcast is brought to you by Bryan College Station Habitat for Humanity. Our mission is a community where everyone can afford a home they're proud of. Habitat is a 501c3 charitable organization, so we do not make political endorsements. If you'd like to support our work in the community, you can make a tax-deductible donation online at habitatbcs.org. The Think Brasses podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts and on our website at thinkbrasses.org. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel if you'd prefer to watch videos of our conversations. Thanks for listening, and just remember, think local, think brasses.